Hello, Jeffrey. Happy New Year. Oh, thank you, Dor. Happy New Year to you, too. Did you stay up till midnight last night? I didn't have a crazy one. Um, I think all my friends have kids, so we played uh, some board games, some Jackbox. If you ever played Jackbox, it's like a game on the TV, and you actually use your phones to interact with it. It's like so you have to type words into it or draw on it. Try explaining that to Dor and Jeff of 2006. We'd be like, what? On your phones? I don't get it. <laughs> um, speaking of phones, I've noticed that you've uh, been doing some Instagramming of, uh, of this show. Oh yeah, follow. Two Freaked Out Jews on Instagram, 90 followers, no big deal. I, I was wondering, Jeff, did you add us to, uh, to TikTok? Because, you know, we keep mentioning Gen Z and we really shouldn't shit on Gen Z a lot. Um, because there's a lot of good things, but they're not on Instagram. No, Dort. I made this whole political stance in the in the beginning of the war was when oh, I felt like TikTok was portraying Israel poorly. I was like, I'm deleting TikTok. I'm deleting my account. I made this whole stance, and I can't go back on that. How is your uh, one-man crusade affecting their numbers, Jeff? <laughs> well, yeah, good point. Good point. My name's Jeff. I'm calling in from California. My name's Dora, and I'm joining you from London. Out of 16 million, we are two. Two freaked out Jews. All right, Dor. Happy New Year. It is the new year. And uh, what a year it's been. Some highs and very low lows. Indeed. Indeed. We're recording it is January 1st. When this airs, it'll be next week. So I'm sure a lot will happen by then. But there seem to be some big news in out of Israeli politics in the Israeli Supreme Court that I know you're going to have some hot takes on and you know that I have some confusion on. And I thought we could start <laughs> this new year or you could just explain to me the entire Israeli political system because I'm like, I'm scratching my head over it. Oh my God, that would take hours. But um, <laughs> Israel, I think, has had its most turbulent year in terms of politics. Um, started with, it has... For the first time, really a a very much a full-on right-wing government. And they decided at the beginning of the year to go for a a major judicial reform. Now, I'll just like give some context to what has happened there. It's very complex. I won't bore you completely, but basically... Hold on. Do you want to just go right into your thoughts or can we do baby steps here? Because... Can you please just explain to me, as if you are explaining to a seven-year-old or a five-year-old, how the Knesset, the Israeli parliament, works? Oh, okay. Well, so Israel's system of politics, basically, of elections, is proportional representation. Whoa, whoa, to a seven-year-old. I'm a seven-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to use the word. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. So Israel's, (laughs) Israel's political system... Uh, works on a proportional representation election system. Okay. No, don't, don't seriously for... explain. Imagine I'm a little kid. No, like <laughs> you have to li- let me do the whole really thing hard. and then tell me you don't understand. Like, trust me. But I'm already lost. So can we start that? Translate that okay, beginning I, I, bit to I like have a to little start kid. This from the beginning. You're ruining my take. No, no, we're no. I'm not ruining it. This is still important. We need to boil down. What was that line you just said? Proportional what? Representation. Okay, so let me give like a a basic. Uh, description of Israel's political system. They have a parliament. There's 120 members in that parliament. Uh, the parliament's called the Knesset. Good. Good so far. Good so far. Okay. Yeah. And it works <laughs> on a 
proportional representation system. What does that mean? Oh my god! Yes, yeah, it means that? that when you vote, as opposed to in the U UK or the US, in the US you vote for your representative of Congress or like your senator or whatever. In Israel, you vote for the party you want uh, to represent you. It could be the Likud party, who has, is the largest party at the moment. And whatever percentage of the vote they get, that's how many people are going to be in, uh, in the Knesset for, for that party. That's how it works. What that actually means is, as opposed to America or the UK, where there's basically two big parties fighting it out, like we know in America, it's either... Democrat and Republicans. There's a, sometimes there's like one person who's an independent, but really it's Democrat or Republican. So how many how many parties are there in Israel, or is it just unlimited? Like every so often, someone could be like, "I'm throwing a party. Who's with me?" Let me actually while while we're because <laughs> I don't know that bit. Elections. I'm going to find out how many parties you have just so we can so you can be happy. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wait, I'm, this is this is insane. What? Okay, but let me. I, I just need to. I need to calculate this. I need to cal, uh, count this. Hold on, let me just do it. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> Fuck's sake. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 1920. What are you oh, counting? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, Are these nine, the parties? 10. 40 parties were up for election. Okay. Um, at the winners, hold on, I'll find out how many. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. No way. 10, 3, 11. Okay, don't put my counting into the fucking thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Wait, so so how many parties are there? So in the last uh, legislative election, which was uh, in November 2022, there were 40 parties in the running. So Israeli elections are very complex um, because they are, and I know, I know the... The, the extreme left want to say Israel is a non-democratic country, but it's like overly democratic that it hurts itself. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So in Israel, you've got the, the Knesset, as you said, the parliament. Um, and there's 120 members that sit in that. How do you get a seat? There's, a, there's 120 members that sit in the parliament. And also the Knesset's a building. It's also a group of people. Yeah. And there's 120 like Congress, members. Like the, like the Congress. From different... You know, I don't even understand Congress's low key. Like, I don't understand American politics either. But so, <laughs> so, so there's 120 people in this building that represent the Israeli government. No, and no, they're all no. We're gonna get this, but you need to let me let, let me go in the thing, and then you ask questions around it. You can always cut it later because I okay. need to go into like one okay. thing to explain it. It's difficult to explain in like cuts. It's like ask okay. questions at the end. Well, I, but the thing is that you're lo- you lose me when the and like I need it very simply said. I, I'm doing my best. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go. Just, go. just go. Just okay. go. But just remember, you're explaining to me. Yeah, yeah I'm. Tr- if you don't understand by the end, then I'll then I'll re-explain it to you. Okay. okay. So ask it again. Let's. We have to start one more. No, t- just keep going. Keep. <laughs> okay. okay. This is. 
<laughs> Don't worry. Just keep s- going. Ride through it. Okay. Ride through it. All right. So, in the last elections, which was in November 2022, there were 40 parties that were running for election. Obviously, not all of them get to win. You, uh, the way it works is you. So some to, of them get some of them some of them get zero seats. Yeah, some of them. Like, so basically, when you vote, what they do is they're like, out of everyone that voted, how much percentage-wise, how many did they could get? Okay, how much percentage of the vote did they could get? So they could get whatever they got. For example, twenty something percent of the vote. All right, so twenty something percent of one hundred and twenty which is the, the amount of members that it can be in the Crescent, is roughly, was 32. So they got 32 seats. That's how it works. Now, to, to, to try not to have all these little parties, they have a rule in Israel that you have to get minimum 3.25% of the vote. So you, the minimum you can have is four seats. So you're saying if someone wins three seats, they have no seats. Yeah, it, it, the, their votes get, um, yeah, it doesn't count. So um, basically, out of 40 parties that went up for it, only 11 managed to get in. And out of those 11 parties, obviously, some are more right-wing, some are more religious, some are Arab parties, some are more left-wing. And out of those parties, they have to try to figure out how to form what we call a coalition. All right. Can I, just ha- can I ask you to pause real quick, Dor? Sure. I just want to see if I grasp, grasp this, okay? So, so there's an election... And people are voting on parties, and as long as you get four par- four chairs out of the 120 or up, you're you're in the Knesset. Sure. And once, so now there's a a group of several parties, and now, and now if you want to be the main the main government, then you have to take your party and form it with other parties to to have like a majority party. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So you have to form a coalition. So you a coalition. So you're the so you're the party with the most. So yeah, you're, you're, you're not a party, you're a coalition of parties, a grouping of parties, and you form the government. So basically, in order to form a government, uh, you need to have a majority. You need to be able to, obviously, in order to pass a law, um, you need to have a majority. So what's a majority of 120? 61. So you have to add all these parties together until you get above 61. That's literally how it works. And the, the, each party has a head of the party. So the head of the Likud party is Netanyahu. So, so yeah, so you're right. So the, he, the, normally the head, and I say normally because in the last, in the last, uh, uh, last parliament, actually Naftali Bennett, who only had six seats, was prime minister. But normally <laughs> the head of the largest party gets to be prime minister. That's how it works. You know what's funny, Dort? Mm-hmm. As you've been describing all this to me, I've actually been imagining all these parties as little parties with like pointy hats and those noisemakers and like <laughs> and like cake. Everyone has little paper plates of cake. Um so yes. So basically that's that's the Israeli um political system. That's how elections work, that's how um governments are formed. Now one of the problems with that is it, it doesn't create very stable government. That's why Israel has elections all the time. And even when you have an election, sometimes they don't agree to form a government. They're like, I don't, I don't right. like you enough. So then we have to go for another election and another. That's why Israel went through five. So that's what elections. happened last year with why there was several elections because no one could form parties. Is what you're saying? No or? one can form a government. They couldn't agree to get to sixty-one. Hmm. Anyway, wow. so that brings us all the way to the judicial reform. What happened there? What 
Now, well, before we get there, door, sorry. I'm going to screech those brakes again. Okay. Can you explain to me how the Israeli Supreme Court works now? Okay. So for this, we have to blame the British. Okay. So as we know, um, Israel was formed uh, as a country on, on uh, some of the basic rules of the British mandate of Palestine. So a lot of, uh, a lot of the British laws and conventions, Israel kind of adopted. And I'll explain why. Yeah. Makes sense. So in the United States, this is why it's a bit different. You guys have a president. Um, then you have your Congress. That's like the Knesset. Okay, so they're very separate. You vote for them differently. You vote for your president. You vote for your senator differently. And then you have the Supreme Court and they like stay there for life. Right. And, and then you got your constitution. And they're appointed by they're they're appointed by the president and then voted by the, I don't know, Congress or whoever. Exactly. And they're very separated. Um, and, they, and of course, you've got your constitution, which like div- decides all the rules between these uh, different branches of government. So in America, you've got a basically a, academically a perfect system, a separation. Now, there's issues with it. I'm not going to go into it, but uh, but it's it's a separation of powers in the UK, because we came from like a monarchy. It's a little bit different. We are very similar to the Israeli system or Israel is very similar to the UK system. We have our, our parliament or the Knesset. And our government sits inside our parliament, as opposed to sitting separately like you guys have. Also, in England, and I know this is weird for Americans, we don't have a constitution. So let me explain what happens in the, in the, in the Israeli system. So Israel wanted to have a constitution. They're like, oh, this is a great idea. But Jews, like Jews, can't agree wait, on anything. This is, wait, stop, stop. Don't, are you talking about like back in the founding of like in 1948 when yeah i'm talking about 1948 so in 1948 israel has a founding document the declaration of uh, independence so that's that and then they're like oh we should make a constitution they couldn't agree on it because you know jews can't agree on anything so they said okay why don't we make a constitution over time you know uh, slowly we'll get to it you know we're not gonna deal with it now we're fighting the arabs at the moment um but we'll, we'll get to the constitution and what they did is they said, we're going to, we're going to, and this is important for later, we're going to create these things called basic laws. Note to self from post-production. This really is important for later. This is important for later. So there's a regular law and a basic law. And a basic law, eventually, if we can, we'll, we'll create all these basic laws, which are like fundamental. How does the government work? How does the elections happen? All these things. And eventually we'll collect all these basic laws and we'll form a constitution, you know, in a couple of years. Never happened, but that, that was the idea. So now, and you'll understand more how the judiciary in Israel works because of the judicial reform. So what are, what are they trying to do in the judicial reform is they wanted to pass a couple of laws that would basically reduce the power of the judiciary, the Supreme Court. What did they do? They said, first of all, we want to pick the judges. So the government gets to pick the judges. So hold on, let's see what happens there. If the government gets to pick the judge and the government controls so, the parliament. Yeah. So let's say I'm a government, I want to pass a law. I'm obviously going to pass the law because I have a majority in the parliament. And I've picked a judge that will not go against me. Okay, so I can basically pass any law. Question, who, who appointed the current Supreme Court justices in Israel? The Supreme Court justices are appointed, and this is also... a a contentious issue, they're appointed for a judicial committee, which is made out of uh, representative from the government, the opposition, and the um, judicial establishment. 
So it's sort of like... Why, why is that controversial? Well, I'll get to that in a minute, because there's another law they wanted to pass. Uh, okay. They wanted to pass that you can remove a Supreme Court justice if you wanted to. Oh, wow. This is a real overhaul they're doing, I would say. <laughs> and then they wanted to pass another law, which is, uh, is, in America, what you have, you have your constitution. Now, sometimes the American... Uh, part, um, the American Congress or the president says, okay, we want to change the constitution. Oh, okay. Like to ban slavery, basically. You guys change the constitution. You change it a couple. It's called an amendment to the constitution. Now, there's very strict laws on how you can change the constitution. You have to have um, a supermajority, as they say in America. Two-thirds the right. majority in America. So Wait, you, so sorry, I, I dozed off. Can you just explain that whole part again? There's a couple of things. It gets a bit long. Shall I just tell you what's happened today, and then maybe that'll help? Okay. Okay, so let's get to the judicial reform. And as we know, that caused a massive tear in Israeli society. And the whole point of the judicial reform was to try to rebalance the power between the parliament and the judiciary. So basically, if I pass a law... I, I, I obviously, if I pass a law, I wanted to, to, to rule. And the Supreme Court, again, people on the people that wanted to reform the judiciary said the Supreme Court was getting too political. They were getting too ahead of themselves. And they're like, well, the parliament gets to decide. People voted. We get to decide what the laws are. Supreme Court said, no, you need some kind of check on your power. You can't just make any changes. You can't just pass any law. What happens if you pass a law that... From tomorrow, we have no more elections. Or from tomorrow, there's no women can vote. We, we have to have some kind right. of checks on it. Okay. So, but they basically uh, decided to propose a couple of laws to change the balance of power between them. It basically tore Israel apart. We can thus dramatically. There was a lot of even uh, uh, reservists that refused to go uh, for reserve duty. I mean, there was unprecedented, massive protests on the streets yeah, every week. But I have a question. Is it is there a giant portion of Israelis that believe in the judicial reform and yes. want it? Yes. It's it's a very much a 50-50 thing. Um, again, I'm against the judicial reform. I can explain why. From the last year of watching it, from what it seemed like to me, someone who struggles to understand how the how the Knesset works, to me it was it seemed like you had these very right-wing people who wanted to be dictators making a move to be dictators. And when I say them, I'm, I'm talking about Ben Gvir, Smotrich, those guys. Well, well like, actually, they the, main, the main architect came from the Likud party. So um, so you think that Bibi, this was Bibi's idea? Or yeah, do you yeah think this is this Bibi's idea. B- idea. Bibi's under uh, a trial, a corruption trial. And, you know, if I change the judges, maybe I'll win. You know, that's part, part of it, you know. So you have a person here who's leading the judicial reform who's under, um, so there's a conflict, who's basically under, like, investigation for corruption. So there's a bit of conflict of interest there. But again, let's put all that to one side. And yes, um, there are the other side, the people that want a judicial reform, they have a point, you know, I'm not, I'm going to be a bit fair to them. There is need for reform in the judiciary. A lot of people, though, are increasingly saying the way they went about it was a too far and too fast. And that created a rift in Israel society. It contributed, I believe, to the, the 7th of October. It probably didn't cause it. It didn't cause it. It didn't cause it, but it allowed it. That's what I would say. Yeah, 
if the focus was in the right places. Well, let, me, let me just, this judicial reform created a massive split. Now what's happened, and I'll explain why this is happening now, because you're like, we're in a war. Why are we dealing with the judicial reform again? I thought we, we kind of put that on the back burner because there's a war. The problem was Israel's uh, government passed a law. They passed, it's called the... Wait, it, when, did, when did it pass the law? Before, when, before, the, before the war. Before the war, the government passed a law. And what was that law? So it, it's a complicated one, but it's called the reasonable, reasonable, I can't say the word, the reasonableness clause. It's, it's called Ilatas Virud. It's, it's really complicated. It's a, the reasonableness clause. Yeah. So what the government did before the war, as part of the judicial reform, they wanted to um, pass a law that stops one of the tools that the Supreme Court uses to strike down laws. What is this tool? What is that tool? What is that tool? So basically, if you pass a law and it's, it's something in, in legal language that you can say this is extremely unreasonable. For example, you basically start saying you can actually do it with the elections. You can start saying, look, I don't want to have an election every four years. I want to have an election every 20 years. I call that unreasonable. Yeah, something like that. Again, I'm not an expert on the because I'm not like a lawyer. But okay. This is a, okay. But, but, but basically, it's a very yeah. powerful tool. Now, as soon as you take it away, basically the government can do what it wants. So, for, one of the things, so all governments, nothing can be deemed unreasonable. All governments basically have like uh, what's called an attorney general, a lawyer for the government, and the lawyer says, "Look, whatever actions you're doing, like in in the Gaza war, this is legal or not legal." Because if they remove this reasonableness clause, the attorney general, the lawyer of the government, can say, look, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not legal according to international law. And the, and the minister says, I don't care what you say. I do what I want. I don't have to listen to any legal opinion anymore. I do whatever I want. So the rule of law gets destroyed a bit. So wait, Dirk, back up. Before the war, the government struck down the reasonable thing. So they passed and the law today, so that the Supreme Court cannot use it anymore. Could not do that. And now today, the Supreme Court vetoed that strike down. And that's the big news. They deemed the unreasonableness clause unreasonable. Yes, but it was even bigger than that. Now, what was really controversial about it, what did the government do? The government knew this was a controversial law. So the government said, okay, we're going to call this law a basic law. If you remember at the beginning, I said... Israel had this concept of basic laws, which are forming a constitution. Note from post-production. This this is the thing, the thing from earlier that, that we're talking This is the thing, the, the basic law. Thing. And historically in Israel, if, if something is a basic law, the Supreme Court can't touch it because it's part of the constitution, you can't touch it. Okay, so they said, you know what? We don't want you, the Supreme Court, to strike this down. So we're going to call it a, a basic law. Now, you're going to ask me, Jeff, what makes something a basic law as opposed to a regular law? Note from post-production, Jeff really wasn't paying attention when Dor asked this question, but he is now. Nothing. It's not defined. Oh, okay. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> so in America, if you want to pass like a basic law or an amendment to the Constitution, you need to have a supermajority. Two-thirds of the whole Congress have to say, yeah, we agree, this is, slavery is bad. In Israel... So... I can do it. Yeah. Let's say me, let's say me, you, and from our last episode, Micha are sitting in the in the parliament. There's only three of us. If two of us say, "I'm going to pass a law," so we have a majority, and I'm going to call it a basic law, done. 
Nothing, no one can, no one can check on this law. So the Supreme Court said, okay, we know this is a basic law, but you've used the basic law concept unreasonably. Unreasonably. Yeah. <laughs> you see where there's a constitutional crisis here? Um, you're, by doing this, you're changing the democratic nature of the country. Therefore, for the first time ever in over 75 years of history, we're going to cancel a basic law. That's a major, major, major thing for, for the, that, that basically is a constitutional crisis. I can tell you that if Israel wasn't at war today, there would be riots on the street from the right wing. Israel definitely needs, and this is what a lot of people say, the, the Supreme Court needs to be reformed. That's fair. We need a system. Israel needs a system to overrule the court. But is the court, is the court more powerful than the sitting ruling party, the prime minister? No, not necessarily. So that's what they're claiming. The right wing are claiming the court's more powerful because, look, it can take any law and just say no. What the, what the court can't do is it can't make new laws. Only, only the government and the parliament can make new laws. But they're saying, well, if, if it could strike down any law, it's too powerful. And that's true. And what the government is, is proposing, or were proposing before the war, and they'll bring it back, is that I can pass a basic law with a majority, with 61, with, with a basic majority of 61 people. Why is that problematic? So let's say I need 61 members in the parliament to be the government, with 61 I have a majority, and now with 61, I can bypass the Supreme Court. It basically means that a government can pass any law it wants and bypass the, yeah. the Supreme Court. And so I can say... Become a dictatorship. Well, I can say no yeah. elections for 20 years because the uh, security situation, here you go, pass the law. Um, women can't vote. Arabs can't have any rights. Um, whatever you want, I can do. And the court won't be able to intervene because I have a majority. That's, that's what I have. So Israel is currently, except for the massive war that it's fighting, is in a constitutional crisis. Why? Because the court says one thing and the parliament says another thing. And there's no way to resolve this. Whew. All right. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, what I think is going to happen is nothing's going to happen now. I think we're going to wait till the war. Hamas came and told us we have bigger fish to fry. I think... The Israeli kingdoms, the two previous ones, were, you know, if you look at it biblically, were destroyed because of internal rift. It's the same thing. And by the way, the previous state of Israel, we're talking biblically here, lasted about 70 years. So we're roughly in the same time frame here. Good times. So the, the and a lot of people are saying this after what happened in Hamas, they're saying, look, we have issues, we need to fix them. But we need to do it in a way that brings us together, doesn't separate us. So I, I 100%, as I said, there needs to be reform in the judiciary. There needs to be reform in, in Israeli society in general. And I hopefully, you know, now hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get better and um, do a consensus on this. In the beginning of this, I asked you to explain it to a seven-year-old. I think the seven-year-old now has a full mustache and he's shaving. He's like, he's been bar mitzvahed. Like he's he's aged in this spiel because it was confusing and it made my armpits sweaty. It's really confusing, and I think look, I I studied politics, so for me this is like a fun political, you know, like jumping through hoops. But this this is a serious serious threat to the state of Israel, and. You know, it, that threat was overtaken by a bigger threat. And that's why we're dealing with it. That threat will come back. And um, what the Supreme Court did today is basically 
not only you know preserve the status quo they made a massive uh decision that the basic laws are no longer untouchable and that's going to have repercussions down the line but let's deal with hamas first yeah. all right jeff i've got a question for you go ahead it's a little bit more festive with the new year you got some fluff for me give me a fluffy one i like it yeah it's more um what are your new year's resolutions hmm. my new year's resolutions uh okay I've got one that's very surface. I'm going to start uh, lifting weights again. You know, I've been crushing that Peloton, but I think the upper body needs a little love. So I'm going to think about lifting some weights. Uh, Other than that, ever since my daughter, who's two, was born, my professional drive has taken a hit because she's a very hands-on kid. Like, there's no time for, like, my side hustles and my and my ambitions. Yeah, that's because you gave up on TikTok. That's why, Jeff. I was really, really uh, proactive and uh, uh, creating things. And it's taken a hit. I'm going to—I am gonna. I have some schemes. I have some plans for this year that I'm going to get back into that mode and, uh, and become really rich. <laughs> so anyways, my New Year's resolutions, get jacked and get rich. <laughs> basic uh, capitalist uh, <laughs> aims really so what's your resolution door for 2024 well i haven't figured out everything but certainly i wanted to go traveling so i'm going to uh go on a on a big sabbatical honeymoon trip uh from next week where are you going again i can't remember I'm going to South America, which is a mix of people that hate Israel and of people that love Israel. So I'm going to like Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Colombia. So a, a mix of like anti-Semitism and pro-Israel. Yeah, I didn't realize you were going to so many countries. Yeah, it's it's going to take time. I am... Uh, oh, wait a second. Hold on a second. How long are you going for? Four months. Hold on a second. This honeymoon you've been talking about is for four months? It's a very in thing at the moment in the UK. Sabbatical honeymoons. They're like the thing to do. Sabbatical honeymoons? Wait a second. Are you bringing the microphone? I mean, I'll, I'll try to bring the microphone. In uh... Don't try to bring the microphone. Door. I've been having a lot of fun with this podcast and it's part of my New Year's resolution as, as my side hustle. <laughs> so in order to help your New Year's resolution, I have to bring a microphone. Is that what you're saying? Yes, please bring a microphone. Will you be able to record with me? Um, I think, again, I have no idea what the Wi-Fi situation in some of these places that I'll be in, but I'm sure we'll be able to get some episodes out. Hold on, let me patch in Micha. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Uh, hello, door. No, that was really, that was me doing my impression. <laughs> I kind of derailed, kind of derailed the question with that. I apologize. You're sabbaticaling from everything except for this podcast. Yes, yeah. Have you told your wife that you're bringing the microphone? Uh, not yet, because we haven't oh discussed Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dor. Well, anyways, thank you for, like, getting me through that uh, tangle of Israeli politics. Have a great honeymoon. I'll be talking to you weekly in South America. At least we're on the same time zone. At least we'll, we'll be on the same time zone. That'll be helpful. And listeners out there, please, please, please send this podcast to your family, text groups, and just any text group you're in. Are you in a toxic text group of camp friends like I'm in? Send this to your text group. I don't think you want to say toxic group like you're in. My text group is toxic. (laughs) Um, To that, I will say Lila Tove Door. Good night, Jeffrey. My name's Jeff. I'm calling in from California. 
My name's Dora, and I'm joining you from London. Out of 16 million, we are two. Two freaked out Jews. <laughs> <laughs>